Hello everyone, my name is Carolyn. Welcome to the Saving for Your First Home podcast. I am the CEO of The Financial Moment. We offer money coaching for those who are ready and willing to make financial changes in their lives. For the most of us, there comes a point in time where we think to ourselves, it would be really nice to own property. But it sometimes can feel like a pipe dream and not very easily obtainable. So I created this podcast to give you all the information and tools you need to take the steps forward toward home ownership. Take it from me, my husband and I started our lives together working part-time jobs with a young child. Fast forward through many hiccups and failures, we stepped our feet into our very first home. For us, it was a pile of dirt, but eventually our family home was built on that dirt. Now we are in the midst of growing our investment property portfolio. I created the Savings for Your First Home podcast to give you easy, actionable tools for you to do the same. If you have that same gut feeling that I did and want to create a life for yourself and your growing family, but don't know where to start, you are in the right place. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Well, we just came out of one of the largest shopping weekends of the year. The online sales, okay, you're not going to believe this, topped at $9.1 billion online on Black Friday. And then there was Cyber Monday, which hit $11.3 billion. And this is just in one day. This is up 20% since 2019. So people are definitely out there spending money. But you know, it had me thinking about why. Why do people spend more at this time of year? Majority of the population don't really save throughout the year and have a budgeted amount for the holiday season. So what drives people into debt when inflation is surrounding us and there's an increased cost of living? Then we had Giving Tuesday. So I'm not sure if they mark this day as Giving Tuesday to make ourselves feel better after all the shopping that's occurred over the weekend. But nonetheless, it's a nice sentiment to think of others during this time of year. But what is the difference between spending and giving? (laughs) When I was little, I begged my mother for a Cabbage Patch doll. Okay, so please don't date me. But at that time, they were the hottest craze. They even had a black doll that looked just like me. So how can my mom say no? Well, for one, the doll was super expensive, and likely my mother thought it was a complete waste of money to spend that amount on a doll. Secondly, I'm sure that as a busy nurse, she did not want to spend hours of her spare time lining up for the hopes of getting one. So as you may predict, I didn't get the Cabbage Patch doll. Instead, I was given another type of doll, but to me, it really wasn't the same. So was I an ungrateful child? (laughs) Probably. But if we think about the definitions of spending and giving, one really doesn't equal the other. It really doesn't matter how much we spend or the lengths we have to go to give. Spending has become something that fills a void, levels a playing field, provides inclusion, but it still leaves us with a sense of emptiness. And then on top of all that, it creates debt. It prevents us from our goals. So again, my question is why? So when my mother retired, it was a drastic change from being a busy nurse on her feet all day long to having a lot of free time on her hands. So she found herself at the mall a lot. 
And I remember her telling me that this isn't good. And you know, she had that little pointy finger, this isn't good. I need to find other ways to fill my time that gives me purpose and fulfillment. So she began volunteering at her church and with an organization that fed people in need. And then she even made visits to those who were ill and provided care and company. So there are alternate ways to fill the voids in our life. As adults, we sometimes often succumb to the pressures of our peers and our children's peers and our environment. We want our kids to have the life that we supposedly never had. So when I became an adult, did I buy my child a Cabbage Patch doll? No, but I did get her an American girl. Yes, we even took a trip to New York and made an appointment for her doll to get her hair done and have a complete spa day. Over the top? Probably. <laughs> Was the doll thrown on her bedroom floor after all that? Yep. For a few days, she stayed all dolled up, but before you knew it, she was back on the floor with the rest of the toys. So this is where we need to step back and think about what our purpose is. What are our goals? What are we trying to teach our children? You know, one year, my husband and I decided to volunteer at a youth boarding house. We provided meals and sat with the youth and had a meal with them. Sadly, many of them were really either zoned out on drugs living at the house because they had left an abusive situation, and many other very disturbing reasons. It was a real eye-opener for us. So think about giving instead of spending this season. What are your children going to appreciate most this year? How can they be reminded of how lucky they are? So here comes Giving Tuesday, and it had a lot of great suggestions on how to give. So I'm just going to go through a few of them. The first one was to give nourishment. Now this could be helping out at a food bank, donating to a food bank, making a meal for someone in need. Great way to give back. The next is to give blood. Have you ever given blood or checked your blood type to see if you even qualify? It is such an awesome way to give something of yourself that will help someone that is desperately in need. The next idea is to donate to a nonprofit or a community organization. Maybe get your kids involved in this. Do some research and see what community organizations are out there in your neighborhood and one that really resonates with you that you all can get together and create a donation or to give back in some way. The next is to pay it forward with an act of kindness. This was a trend a few years ago where you know you would pay for someone's coffee in the lineup or at the grocery store or at a gas station but why end that because it's a trend continue to pay it forward because just that small act is going to have a ripple effect in the community another way to give back is to distribute essentials to those that who may be homeless Again, check in your community whether you have some shelters that you can distribute essential items like clothing or food or anything that is in need. I'm sure if you can go online, you can see there's a list of requirements that they're looking for. So make that effort to go and see how if you can help someone that is truly in need. The next one is to adopt a family. Now, this is probably hosted by shelters or other community organizations where you actually adopt a family over the Christmas holidays and you buy the gifts for their children, for the parents, you make a meal, perhaps you drive them where they need to go. 
there's a lot of ways to give back. And this is, again, a, a fantastic way to show your kids that giving is so much more than receiving. And so adopting a family in need can be a great lesson for your family. The next is to show kindness. Now, our elderly population, they need a lot of kindness. A lot has happened over the last couple of years. They've had a lot of isolation with the pandemic. So helping the elderly or volunteering at a nursing home is something that is probably so easy to do and means so much to them. And the next goes kind in hand, to help a neighbor. You may have snow like me, <laughs> living in Canada, to help shovel a driveway or to do complete an errand for someone that isn't able to get around as easily. Another opportunity would be to volunteer at a church or a school or even a mental health organization. These mental health organizations are overwhelmed right now. I'm sure that they are in desperate need of volunteers to help in any way that you can. Another opportunity maybe is to gift your skills. Perhaps you're a handy person or crafty or musically inclined or really good with computers. You know, there's so much need out there for these types of services. We had our washing machine installed the other day and it was leaking. You know, we had to figure it out ourselves, like basically get the wrench out and, you know, tighten the all the the, the joints. Okay definitely wasn't me it was my husband but I'm just saying that there's a lot of people like me that are not handy and if you have that skill and that ability reach out to someone then perhaps they could use your help it's a great opportunity to gift your skills to someone else in need and the next two actually one is to help out animals in need. There are many shelters and organizations that support animals that are in abusive situations to shelters and to people that want to adopt them. So if you have a passion for animals, I would highly recommend that you look into some of these organizations. And the same goes for the environment. Over the last three years, we saw the difference of what a slower pace does to our environment. All the animals were out having a heyday when there was nobody in the streets. And so you can see what we have done as a people to the environment. There's so many ways that we can give back and, and help to clean up our environment. So that was 12, 12 ways where you can actually give back and use your skills and pay it forward and really have an impact on your life and your community's lives. I encourage you, take one or two things off this list and incorporate them into your plans for the season. Then I want you to do something after that. Document and journal how it made you feel. Because I want you to compare these feelings to those feelings that you get when you spend money. Find that as a spender, <laughs> there's a little bit of a high. There's a high to get a great deal. There's the high to find what you're looking for. And then it's gone it kind of peters off, right? And so that lasting euphoria that you are looking for is not there when you're spending money, but it is there when you're giving back. It really does last and it really has an impression on who we are. So if we're trying to examine who we are in order to make the necessary changes to our lifestyle to accomplish the big things like buying a home or having some big financial goals, we need to change our habits and the way we spend our money. So it doesn't always have to mean that create a budget. It requires you to take a hard look at your habits, what your pressures are, and the reasons surrounding your spending and replace that with something that brings you joy. 
And before I sign out for this episode, I want to remind you that I have a fantastic tool that's going to help you over this holiday season. It's called a gift tracker, and it's something that you can actually download to your cell phone and you can put all the people that you need to buy for, you create the budget, and it helps you to stick to a list. So if you haven't got it already, I want you to head to the financial moment backslash holiday gifts. And it's my gift to you to help you stay on track. All right, take care, guys. Thank you for listening. We are committed to helping you place your very first steps into your new home. See you next time.